Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The most recent victory by our brave men and women in our armed forces is a stunning blow to ISIS. A major player in the ISIS leadership has been killed in a secret operation. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi has led ISIS since 2010. This is yet another important piece in the pursuit of peace in the Middle East. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 27, 2019. All right, let's get to our Prophecy Update. I'm going to kindly ask that you bear with me. We're going to need to sort through what was and is a very busy week prophetically. First, we woke to the breaking news. I don't know if you heard this or not this morning, but President Trump announced that the Islamic State leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi was killed in Syria with a, uh, by way of a U.S.-led operation overnight. This is huge. This is big. This morning when I was going through my news feed, it really struck me, because I've been following the developments concerning Syria specifically, which we're going to talk about, but what really struck me was that the emphasis was and always has been on protecting the oil in Syria, keeping it out of the hands of the Islamic State. In fact, even as we're withdrawing the troops out of Syria, we are leaving some behind for the sole purpose of protecting the oil in Syria. Also, breaking this morning, in fact I checked at 4 a.m. Hawaii time and there was no outcome from this meeting, but today in Israel, in Tel Aviv, uh, Blue and White leader Benny Gantz and Prime Minister Netanyahu met today with the hopes of breaking this deadlock and forming a government. So I was just looking before the service, and apparently about an hour ago they finished their meeting, and according to one source, 
They discussed possible political frameworks and likely planned to have another meeting. And that came from Blue and White, and they're saying that Likud also basically stated the same thing. In other words, inconclusive. The forming of a government in Israel, inconclusive. I want to talk about that too. Students and teachers of Bible prophecy who watch these developments are all drawing the same conclusion. And that conclusion is that what we're seeing take place is exactly what we were told would take place in Isaiah 17, a prophecy concerning Damascus, Syria, becoming a ruinous heap, an uninhabitable city. And Ezekiel 38, concerning an alliance of nations with Russia at the helm, Turkey, Iran, and others, all invading Israel from the north vis-a-vis the Golan, which is the border of Syria and Israel. What I want to do today is look at a prophetic checklist of sorts as it relates to the details in these two prophecies in particular, Isaiah 17, Ezekiel 38. And I hope you know that these prophecies, particularly the Ezekiel 38 prophecy, is, I mean, replete with specificity in terms of the details of this yet future invasion and attack that comes from the north. So what I want to do is draw our attention to the vulnerable state of Israel governmentally, the pronounced presence of Russia geopolitically, and the conspicuous absence of the U.S. militarily. Those are the big three, if I can say it that way. The first detail is in verse 13 of Ezekiel 38, and it's that Saudi Arabia, listed by their ancient name of Sheba and Dedan, which we know today to be the Arabian Peninsula, that is modern-day Saudi Arabia. And it's modern-day Saudi Arabia because it was given to the house of Saud, Ibn Saud. That's why it's called Saudi Arabia. If it were given to the Wahhabis, it would be called Wahhabi Arabia. But it was given to the Saudis, Sunni Muslims. And it's really quite stunning that we would have a detail in this Ezekiel 38 prophecy that would seem to indicate that Saudi Arabia, of all nations, a rich oil nation, would seemingly side with Israel, and in so doing, question, even protest, this allied invasion of Israel. This is exactly what we're seeing. On Wednesday, Stratford 
an American geopolitical intelligence platform published an article about how Russia and Turkey are splitting the, and I quote, spoils in Syria. Well, that's exactly what Ezekiel 38 says, that Russia, Iran, Turkey, at all, will all invade Israel for that purpose, to take the spoil. And Saudi Arabia questions it, have you come to take the spoil? I love how John Corson has always said it. He says, take the SP off of spoil and you have oil. I think it's beyond the oil, of which there is in recent finds a tremendous amount of there in Israel today, and the natural gas with it. I think it's also the gold, technology, and water (laughs) that Israel today has. So there was this meeting, it was on Tuesday, in Sochi, Russia, where Russian President Putin and Turkish President Erdogan had reached this agreement on the heels of the U.S. withdrawing from Syria. I included this detail in this spot because it also has application, I believe, potentially to what we see and read in verse 13. So verse 13 basically says this, and I'm going to try to paraphrase it as best I can. Saudi Arabia and Tarshish, the merchants of Tarshish and the young lions thereof, will together protest and question this invasion to take the prosperity, the oil, the gold, the all of the above. So the question has always been, well we know who Sheba and Dedan are, that's clear from Scripture, but not so clear is who are the merchants of Tarshish, and who are the young lions thereof. So there have been those who have speculated, and certainly we can't be dogmatic about it, but it is possible that the merchants of Tarshish and the young lions thereof could be a reference to the UK and the US. And here's how they get there. The national symbol for the UK is a lion. And the US came from, as a young nation, the lion, if you will. That's how they get there. Now, If that's the case, and in all fairness, it's starting to look like it could be, then it would certainly explain why the U.S. is conspicuously absent and or militarily inconsequential at the time of this invasion. In other words, something will take place that will render the United States of America inconsequential when it comes to defending Israel. We're not going to defend Israel. We're not necessarily against Israel, 
but we're going to protest this invasion of Israel. The reason I say that it's starting in all fairness to look like this in fact could be a reference to the U.S. is because, interesting, we're moving out of Syria slash Israel and shifting now to Saudi Arabia. On Tuesday, the Wall Street Journal published a very interesting report about Defense Secretary Mark Esper's meeting with the King of Saudi Arabia during a tour of the kingdom's military facilities. The purpose of the meeting was that of the U.S. pursuing its biggest Middle East troop buildup of the Trump administration. So in other words, we're taking our troops out of Syria, close in proximity to Israel, and we're sending troops to Saudi Arabia instead. Well, this brings us to the third detail, which is in verses 1 through 5 of Ezekiel 38. And it's that of this leader. His name is Gog. G-O-G, Gog. That's the name of this leader. And he comes from the land of Magog. And this leader from Magog, which we know is Russia, will be at the helm of this alliance of nations by way of their pronounced role in the region. If your news feeds are anything like mine, then you're reading the same posts that I am about how the U.S. withdrawal from Syria has all but handed Putin complete control of Syria. Now, what are you saying, Pastor? Are you saying that Vladimir Putin is Gog? We don't know. <laughs> it's just starting to look a little bit like it could be. Are you saying that this is it? Sure looking like it could be. I'm going to talk about that more in a moment. On Friday, Haaretz reported that hundreds of additional Russian troops arrived in Syria as American soldiers were pulling out. According to the report, this quote further underscores how the situation on the ground has dramatically changed. And I'll add, very quickly, seemingly overnight. This brings us to the fourth detail, which is that all of this seems to, according to Ezekiel 38 verses 8 through 11, come at a time when Israel is vulnerable governmentally, despite 
Israel's prosperity economically and strength militarily, they're vulnerable governmentally. And this strength militarily and prosperity economically is actually what gives them this false sense of security where they let their guard down. I hope you understand that as we speak, Israel does not have a functioning government. I mean, technically, Benjamin Netanyahu is the prime minister, but he really can't do anything. And the surrounding nations know it. So the question everyone is asking is, what will happen if Gantz and or Netanyahu fail to form a government? Israel Hayom had a very well written article, in my opinion, in this regard. They suggest that Gantz has an empty mandate from the Israeli president that may ultimately lead back to Netanyahu, who had just given back the mandate to the president, who in turn gave it to his opponent, because he failed to form a government. Let me quote the article. History has been made in Israel as, for the first time in a decade, someone other than Benjamin Netanyahu will be tasked with forming a government, sort of. They go on to suggest that absent the forming of a government, which is becoming more and more likely, Israel will head into yet another snap election cycle, unprecedented. And some of the polling, some of the articles I've been reading, suggest that the outcome would be the same exact outcome. Which is why they're trying to come together and form a government, even if it means that they have to compromise which is the concern with Gantz. Will he align with the Arab members of the Knesset? And if he were somehow, by way of this mandate, able to form a government without Netanyahu, which some experts believe will not happen. (laughs) You never know. You can't predict. I mean, it's really anybody's guess. To me, and I've shared this before, and I don't mean to sound hyper-sensational when I say it, but to me it's the perfect storm. Kind of interesting, another detail in the Ezekiel 38 prophecy, which we're going to talk about uh, here in a moment, our last and fifth detail is that this invading alliance, this army comes in like a storm, (laughs) suddenly. Well, let's get to this last detail. It's in the last three verses of Ezekiel 38, verses 21 through 23, and I want to spend the remainder of our time on it. It has to do with the swiftness 
with which the allied invasion of Israel will be dealt a decimating defeat by God Himself. In fact, in the prophecy in Ezekiel 38, God says, I'm going to do this so that they will know that I am God. That will be the only explanation. And one need look no further than to a map of the Middle East to see this little sliver called Israel that the name Israel won't even fit in. They have to put it out into the Mediterranean Sea with an arrow pointing to that little sliver. Then you got Russia, Iran, (laughs) Turkey. What's interesting about this particular detail is that the last three verses of Ezekiel 38 and the last three verses of Isaiah 17 both seem to foretell the same event, namely that of a sudden and rapid end to this war of Magog. Some believe, present company included, that it will be over within a 24-hour period, that quick, that swift. And I'll even take it further and suggest that not only will this be ended quickly, suddenly, so too will it happen, begin, suddenly, quickly. I want to quote from this Times of Israel report. And as I do, I want for you to pay particular attention to the wording and how it relates to how Israel is preparing for something to happen very soon, very quickly. IDF Chief of Staff Aviv Kohavi, if I'm pronouncing his name right, on Thursday warned that Israel is facing a threat of conflict in both the north and the south, forcing the military to, and I quote, rapidly prepare for war. The IDF chief went on to say, quoting, in the northern and southern arenas, the situation is tense, and precarious, and poised to deteriorate into a conflict. In light of this, the IDF, Israeli Defense Force, has been in an, and I'm quoting, accelerated process of preparation. The army chief made his remarks at the unveiling of a plan known as, get this, Momentum, or tenufa in Hebrew, which will guide the military's actions for the next five years. Interesting. Dare I say, you hear me say this every week, everything's lining up. And it's happening very fast, with breakneck speed. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready, because our redemption draws nigh. 
This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's prophecy update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this prophecy update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s prophecy updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.